Hello and welcome to the Royals Rundown Podcast, the Kansas City Royals Podcast in association with Inside the Royals. I'm Jake Milham and unfortunately I am flying solo tonight. Lucas Murphy had some other things going on as well as our other usual guests. So you're just going to have to listen to me for a little bit. But hey, look, it's not like there's a whole lot of good news to be talking about with the Royals right now. But before I get into it, please make sure you follow us on social media at Royals Rundown Pod. We're always putting out Royals related content on there. Um, You know, just trying to support the Kansas City Royals community as best as we can. But look, if you're listening to this podcast, you know how frustrating these Royals have been the past shoot week, I guess. It seems a heck of a long lot longer than that. This road trip has been absolutely atrocious for the Kansas City Royals. Closed out the road trip with another loss to the Tampa Bay Rays. Pretty decisive. We'll get into that later on. But look, overall, these Royals just aren't getting it done away from Kauffman Stadium. Their slash line on the whole trip, 167 batting average, 226 on base percentage, and a 239 slugging percentage. That is not very good at all, especially when you're getting paid a lot of money to be playing professional baseball. But look, over the last 10 games, they're 3-7. and seven. That uh, that Dodgers win is still kind of buoying that even that record right there. Um, last twenty, look that they had a really good home stand, and that's the that's the frustrating part. The Royals really did very well on their last time in Kansas City, but golly, this road trip has just been absolutely brutal on them. I mean. They got they got swept by the Twins. They needed to go to extra innings to avoid a sweep down in Tampa Bay. I mean, and right now they're sitting at forty nine and seventy three. Like, there's not a there's not a whole lot of like good things to help out with this team. And the the crazy thing is, so on August eleventh, you know, I'd, I like to look at the last ten games, last twenty games, things like that. August 11th, the Thursday game there at Kauffman. They were playing the Chicago White Sox, and there were 13 games back in the AL Central. Right now, there's 16 games back in the AL Central. And I know that the Royals aren't supposed to be doing, you know, we would, after, after the All-Star break, we weren't expecting them to, you know, just surge to the very top of the AL Central or nothing like that. But golly, losing three games of ground in a 10-game stretch, that's not very good at all. I mean, shoot, these Royals should be very glad to be heading back to the Kaufman to face the White Sox once again. And hopefully, hopefully they can pull out another, another win or something. But hey, White Sox are they're sitting at six and four right now. But we'll we'll get into that. Uh, oh, we'll get into that preview later on. So as of right now, just it's it's so frustrating to see how like how little of positives are going on for the for the Royals right now. Um, let's let's start at the beginning of this of this road trip. Look, <sighs> three losses, Minnesota, Bubich got a loss, Granke got a loss, Lynch got a loss. Um, not a not a whole lot of positives to be taken out of that from the batting. 
Um, they only scored two runs in the whole three-game series. So, really, just they weren't getting guys across the plate. Um, you know, some individual performances were worth noting. But we, we got to focus on this whole big league club because that's going to be the group that brings this team back to contention. It's going to be a whole group of you know, 9, 10, 11 guys in the, in the batting order, not just one or two guys showing a, a positive trend at the end of the day. And really, I thought, I thought that them going down to Tampa Bay was going to be a good thing for these Royals because the Rays were, they weren't sliding. They're not terrible, but they were kind of in a, in the middle of a slump. Um, both teams batting averages and a lot of the batting stats were pretty similar. Um, the Royals heading into the Rays series were like six and four in their last 10 games. And the Rays were five and five. And especially the fact that just, I, I was still holding out hope from, from that Dodgers win because the, the Royals just, I, I don't like to use the word dominant, but the Royals were had a pretty decisive win over the Dodgers. I was like, you know what? Just a rough game up in Minnesota, or sorry, Minneapolis. Just a rough game up at Minneapolis, and they'll, they'll shake it off. They'll go back, go down Tampa Bay. Everything will be fine. And then they proceed to lose seven to one after a very good start from Castillo in his debut start for the Royals. Um, an absolutely terrible seventh inning, especially for Brad Keller, who is making his first appearance out of the bullpen in 2022. We'll get more to that later on. Um, and then finally, you know, they got a, they got a extra innings win three to two over the, over the Rays. Like, Hey, you know, things look pretty good right there. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that gritty win. And then, you know, five two loss against and you know, granted, Rasmussen is a very, very good pitcher in Major League Baseball. But still the fact that they can only get two runs across the plate wasn't very good. But hey, that's the same amount that they got in all three games against the twins. So there's something to be said there. And hey, they avoided the sweep against the Rays. They still lost today. They only took one out of four. And that's that's not very good. And we'll we'll pivot more to the to the batting struggles. And it's we're at a point right now where who knows if these young guys are really seeing a whole lot that they have to to play for right now. Because there there really isn't. They gotta they're playing for fans entertainment and their own progression. That's, that's about it. There's nothing, nothing waiting for them beyond their, their final series in Cleveland. That's it. Not making the playoffs, not playing spoiler, nothing, nothing like that. Just ending another Kansas City Royal season with the, with whimper. And that has to be frustrating, especially for these highly competitive guys like Vinny Pasquantino, like Bobby Wood Jr. These guys who have found 
success on the minor league level. And yet they're here chasing their dreams in a major league uniform and they just have to chalk it up. Hey, it's a lost season. What are we going to do? So it's, I'm really hoping that this return to Kauffman stadium is going to be good for these young guys, kind of reset their clock and their performance and just get them having fun again. You know, remember when Benny Pasquantino was lifting Nicky Lopez up in the air, like he was Simba. Doesn't that seem like a long time ago? It's because these guys aren't having fun anymore. And I'm going to, I'm going to say that's, that's probably deserved. There's not a whole lot of reason to be having fun when you're not winning games and when you're not performing well at the, at the plate, especially, you know, you, you can struggle out in the field and still produce at the plate and still have a lot of fun. But when you're not producing really anywhere, that's gotta be frustrating. That's got to be wearing on your patience as a competitor. Um, but not focusing on wearing your patience as a competitor, but let's shift over to wearing your patience as a fan. So I'd, I thought about this, you know, I've, I've made it known in previous podcasts. want to want to find some more Kansas city sponsors for this, uh, for this year podcast, try to try to support the area businesses and such. And I was thinking like, well, what, what can we do for a bank? I was thinking, oh, well, maybe a stock up and a stock down segment, you know, for maybe some of those uh, for some of those entrepreneurs, for some of those financial advisors out there. So without a sponsor, without a plug here, I'm going to do a stock up, a stock down and a stock in the dirt for these Kansas City Royals. Now, I'm going to start it up with the with the stock in the dirt, because I think the answer is very, very apparent for fans. It's got to be Hunter Dozier. It's got to be the veteran baseball player, Hunter Dozier, the former eighth overall selection in the 2013 MLB draft, who still has a negative wins above replacement on his career and on his year right now. Look, there's no reason to be putting him in the lineup right now. What, I had, his his splits are awful. His second half of 2022 has been his worst in his career for a season split right now. And there's there's not any redeeming qualities right now. Like his versus righty versus lefty splits are pretty similar. And he's not a great defender, never has been to be honest. So why is he starting in this lineup? Why is he pinch hitting for rookies that fans are actually looking forward to seeing grow? I don't, I don't understand it. If it, if you understand it, please let me know on Twitter at Royal rundown pod. I would love to hear a reason. 
because I'm failing to find one right now. And I think a lot of Royals fans out there are in the same boat as me. I haven't really seen a good argument for it, but sticking with the stocks, stock down isn't even a player right now. It's got to be manager Mike Matheny. And this is where I'm going to, I'm going to eat my crow a little bit because I saw an article probably about two weeks ago now, you know, listing out the hottest seats in the AL amongst AL managers. Mike Matheny was number two. I was like, nah, nah, his, his seat's okay. It's been, it's been a tough season with a lot of rookies, a lot of, like not a lot of top tier players right now. I know, I know Bobby Witt. I know MJ Melendez are, and I know Salvador Perez. They're, they're good ball players, but they're not like, you know, top 10 ball players right now. We ain't the angels. You know, we, we don't have two, two top five ball players and we're, we're struggling. You know, it's, there's a lot of moving parts in the 2022 Kansas city Royal season. So I thought, hey, you know, he's probably done enough to earn him another start to a season in 2023. If if they want to fire him midseason 2023, that's fine. But right now, there's been a lot of questionable decisions regarding lineups, pinch hitting, just basic things, reviews even. A lot of close calls that Fans and broadcasters have said, hey, you know, the, the Royals should should challenge that. They should press that. And the Royals have it. Just kept it moving. But removing Nick Prado for Brent Rooker or keeping young guys out of the lineup for Hunter Dozier. Why? Make it make sense. You know, I I said present me a reason why Hunter Dozier should be in the lineup. There's only one, there's one guy mainly making that decision. That's Mike Matheny. Mike Matheny is making a lot of other decisions for these Kansas City Royals. And one such decision. And this is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be upfront with you. This is me being a little petty, little kind of hindsight is 2020 sort of guy. But why bring Brad Keller out of the bullpen in such a high leverage situation for his first bullpen appearance? Because we fans and analysts talk all the time about how different situations have different difficulties. You know, if if I was not educated on the matter, I wouldn't see why a guy could couldn't go from left field to right field or to center field. You know, they're they're all outfield positions. They can all do the same thing, right? No. There's different pressures and there's different aspects to each one of those positions. And the same thing applies to moving from starting pitcher to a relief pitcher. Now, thanks to Casillo's pretty good start against the Rays, the Royals were very much still in that game until Brad Keller came to the mound. 
and he absolutely imploded. Now, Brad Keller has had multiple starts this season where we could say that about him. Let's be honest. But he's also had multiple starts this season where we could say, wow, he is a top two Royals pitcher, Royals starting pitcher, that is, in 2022. Been up and down. Been like a roller coaster. You know, go, go to Worlds of Fun and you, uh, you find out how Brad Keller's 2022 season has been so far. But why not bring one of your experienced guys out of the bullpen to appear in that game? I know, you know, Taylor Clark's been on the shelf and Amir Garrett appeared before Keller in that game. Casillo was a little bit more of an opener, but he still went five innings. So that leaves about four innings worth of work. Can consider, you know, four pitchers for that span. Should be fine. Garrett, insert other person than Keller, Stalmont, Barlow. Think that's think that's fair. But when I just I I just don't understand. You know, if the if the Royals were losing by multiple runs or even winning by multiple runs, then you put Keller in there. Then you let him kind of get used to the the pressures and the scenarios of being a relief pitcher again. But you don't do that when it's a one run game or a two run game. That's when you lean on your experienced bullpen arms. Not a guy who hasn't made a bullpen appearance in two plus years. So, look, Mike Matheny, he, all in all, he is my stock down guy. Um, very much had a solid feeling about him. Not, you know, just even a week ago, thinking that his job was safe after 2022. Right now, not so sure. Stock up guy. Is uh, someone you might not expect. Not a you know, not a batter. A lot of a lot of batters have their stock down, um, but right now it's got to be Daniel Lynch. And here is one reason why I have the stock up on Daniel Lynch. So he is, as of right now, he's posting a lot of good career numbers. And now trying to oh trying to pull this up here real fast. So the first half he he wasn't great. You know, 15 games, batting average of 0.28, hardly great, and opposing batters that uh had a 109 OPS plus against him. You know, he was he was letting batters be above average against him, which is the last thing you want to see from your starting pitcher but in the second half of the season see you you see how i like to divvy this up in first half and second half it's it's because guys can switch into a different gear in the first and the second half of the season the second half of the season now is done pretty dang good got batting opposing batting average of 0.225 take that opposing ops of 0.637 Pretty good there. Most importantly, though, opposing OPS plus of 69. That is well 
well below average. And that's exactly what the starting lineup needs right now. Now, thankfully, Lynch is going to have a, uh, well, he's going to have a good opportunity this upcoming week against the Chicago White Sox. Um, there, it's only, you know, it's only one, only one game. Don't get me wrong. It's only one game series. Ain't, ain't a three game series, but the White Sox, they're, they're on the right side of, of contention. Last 10 games are on the right side of 500. So if Lynch can go into this game against the Chicago White Sox and he, he doesn't have to dominate, but even if he's solid and holds these White Sox to a respectable number, you know, two runs over six innings, you know, I guess I'm expecting a quality start out of Lynch against the White Sox. And I, I think that's fair. If he can do that, I think that really says a lot for his 2023 stock. Um, there's a lot of things up in the air right now regarding the 2023 starting rotation. Uh, Brady Singer has been absolutely lights out the last half of the season. Don't, don't get me wrong. But is he going to be a season-long ace for these Royals? I don't know. He hasn't proven that yet. He's got a pretty good split, don't get me wrong. But you need a full five-man rotation. Can Lynch solidify his spot in that five-man rotation? I think he can. And I think a good start against the Chicago White Sox is really going to solidify that. So we'll be watching that on Monday um, when you are listening to this. But that is my stock up, stock down, and stock in the dirt. So to recap, stock in the dirt, Hunter Dozier, stock down. is going to be manager Mike Matheny. And stock up, up, up. It's going to be starting pitcher Daniel Lynch. So let's go ahead and move on to the preview for the next games for the Kansas City Royals. Um, thankfully, thankfully, returning to Kauffman Stadium for a good stretch. Got the one game on Monday against the Chicago White Sox. Had a two-game series against the Arizona. Um, <laughs> I almost said the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Diamondbacks. And then also a three-game series against the San Diego Padres, who have their own kind of set of issues, if you will, heading into that series. Now, look, the Royals are going to have to turn things around quickly at the plate more than at the mound. Um, I know there was some pretty ugly games at the mound on that road trip, but really a lot of ugly games at the mound can be covered up by good batting performances and that did not happen for the Kansas City Royals on the road trip. Um, We will get to see old friend Emmanuel Rivera hopefully again for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I will say this, the Diamondbacks have won the Luke Weaver for Emmanuel Rivera trade so far. I'll talk about that a little bit more coming up. But 
the trying to trying to think how to word this. So the White Sox aren't doing amazing. They're six and four over the last ten games, right? But they are they're still very much a contention for the AL Central and for making the the postseason simply because they have a very they have a very potent batting lineup at times and you know they have they have some pretty good pitchers. Uh Kopech is gonna be getting the start or is the probable starter, excuse me, for the White Sox against the Royals. And that could that could spell a little bit of trouble for a struggling Royals lineup. So if the Royals can bounce back against a solid pitcher like that, then hey, I got a got a lot of hope for this homestand. But if they continue to struggle, then ugh, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of painful games. It's going to be a lot of multiple beer appearances at Kauffman Stadium for fans, and I wouldn't blame them one bit. Well, look, moving on to the Arizona Diamondbacks series um so the royals and the diamondbacks made a like a a one-for-one player trade which you don't see very often for the kansas city royals not really uh not really a thing but luke weaver has not been very good for the royals just like he wasn't very good for the Arizona Diamondbacks, honestly. I mean, the guy has, he's appeared in five games. He's a 6.75 ERA um, in those five games. He's only appeared in five innings. So it's not like he's uh, appearing in like multiple long stretches or things like that, but only five strikeouts to four walks. It's honestly a lot of his numbers so far are the worst of his career. And that's, that's not great when you trade for a guy like that, especially when the guy you traded away, such as Emmanuel Rivera is doing career leading numbers so far for the other team. So for example, when Rivera was in a Royals uniform, he had a 683 OPS, not, not very good right now for the Diamondbacks in 13 games, mind you, he has a 1.02 OPS against major league pitchers. You don't even see major league players doing that against AAA pitchers most of the time. Like he's doing absolutely stupendous in a Diamondbacks uniform. He appeared in 63 games for the Royals and had six home runs. Not too bad. He's appeared in 13 games for the Diamondbacks and already has four home runs. He is he is doing so much better in Arizona, and it's it's mind boggling. Um, I think in the in the postseason, you know, once October, November really roll around, there should be some perspective applied to batters that the Royals have lost, just like there has been perspective applied to pitchers the Royals have lost you know is and I know things are really sliding right now for the Royals so this might not be a fair question to ask but it is a question nonetheless is Alec Zumwalt 
the unquestioned savior of the batting lineup that the Kansas City Royals fans have presented him to be? Or did he just get lucky off the stretch? So we'll see. We'll have to look into that a little bit more later on in the week, um, especially if Rivera returns to Kauffman Stadium and has a very good performance. That's going to open up a lot more questions. Um, But for the weekend series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is going to be the San Diego Padres. We'll have more information for your your listening enjoyment, I guess, is the is the right word for your listening enjoyment. Coming up later on the week, uh, we'll have Lucas Murphy on the on the podcast. But I do have to say, I don't know if the rules are going to come out of this uh, out of this stretch with a with a winning lineup, I guess. Um, Even the Diamondbacks, they've been playing 500 ball over the past 10 games, past 20 games, even the past 30 games, they've been playing 16, 14 ball much better than the than the Royals right now. So, and the, and the Padres, you know, I know they have the whole Fernando Tatis stuff going on, but they still have plenty of potent players on that roster. I don't, I don't know if this homestand is going to be a whole lot better than the road trip for the Kansas City Royals. I'm open for three wins. I really am. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's only two. So... I know it's pretty morbid, uh, morbid episode today, but part of the frustration of being a Royals fan, it is something that unfortunately longtime Royals fans are not uh, unfamiliar to, I guess is the term, but look, and this, this is what I really want to leave with you today. The Royals are young. A lot of young prospects left on this team. And the Royals still have a lot of similarities to the 2011 Kansas City Royals, not the 2012 or the 2013 Kansas City Royals, the 2011. Okay. A lot of young guys coming up, getting used to everyday roles, things like that. These Kansas City Royals are still built for next season. Okay. A lot of moving parts this season. Hopefully a lot of guys on the 40-man roster that will not be on the 40-man roster come spring of 2023. Keep watching. Keep hoping. Keep cheering on the Kansas City Royals. But also... Please keep cheering on our guys over at Inside the Royals. Please keep cheering us on here on the podcast. You can follow Inside the Royals on Twitter at Inside Royals. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Royals Rundown Pod. We're always putting out content over there. But I know you're supporting the Royals, but thank you so much for supporting us. And until next time. Go Royals!